Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, everybody, and thank you for joining me. This is Richard Listens, and this is the Richard Listens Show. Thank you again to all my subscribers, for all of you who have been signing up for email lists, signing up on our Patreon.com page to support the show, Patreon.com slash Richard Listens, Instagram at Richard Listens. Please tweet at me, Instagram facebook sign up subscribe and listen please take the time send this to two friends that you think might like the show so much is happening in the rapidly changing world i'm grateful you are here with me listening supporting connecting and doing the same for one another i'm seeing a lot of amazing openings and connections out there people having very open upfront discussions about some of the changes we've seen about safety, about how to continue on in the face of sport in this day and age. And today we will be covering a little bit of that as it pertains to the National Basketball Association in specific. They're starting up in the bubble down in Orlando, Florida, and also getting a little bit of personal detail into how race and diversity is being addressed by the NBA and in the world of sport. Today's guest is Mr. Samario Clancy. He is basketball analytics assistant and the founder of E3 Hoops Analytics LLC. He does basketball analysis and has a company that provides in-depth data analysis and video analysis to high school and club basketball teams using his platform. Currently, he serves as a contracted basketball analytics assistant assistant for the Dallas Mavericks. And prior to that, he spent two years as the assistant men's basketball coach at Alderson Broadus University. He helped guide the team to two consecutive great Midwest Athletic Conference regular season and conference tournament titles. And Samario himself had one of the finest basketball player 
careers in Battler men's basketball history. Four-time All-West Virginia Intercollegiate Athletic Conference selection, he scored 1,000 points and 1,000 rebounds, named the NCAA Tournament's All-East Region Team in 2006. Samario was inducted at the Alderson Broadus University Athletic Hall of Fame in 2018. Without further ado, I'm going to welcome you to Miss Clancy. Hope you enjoy. My job was to kind of educate the people that I know, you know, because I'm from a multicultural area, you know, met all different type of races and people and diversity. And I just wanted to reach out to ones that knew me, that knows that, hey, this is a true problem in America. If you actually love me, who I am as a man, and respect me and my character, you would feel what I'm talking about that it could happen to anyone and that's the issue you know so wanted to reach the ones that were willing to learn willing to change be open-minded you know who actually have a better understanding of just you know how things are very different in america for you know minorities yeah are you okay delving into that a little bit yeah so this is the beauty of basketball networking and facebook i've met you know so many uh, professionals who are doing great things in the world so thank you for for honoring me like coming on the show uh samario clancy uh, you grew up in ohio is that right that's correct cleveland ohio yes i like it when i was there for a conference uh somebody said to me it's a midwestern city with a small town vibe it's a large city but you know you know everybody you know and i grew up there you know for childhood my dad played for the cleveland browns wow. you know we kind of bounced around a little bit he was with Indianapolis Colts, Seattle Seahawks well. But majority of our life, especially high school, grew up in... He was uh, in the good you know, days, huh? The Browns yeah, he was the good days. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> he was on the drive in the. So well, if they need some brief therapy, they can call me up. We'll oh, do man. something. Oh, they need it. They need it. They they still talk about it. And every time it comes on TV, we're like, man, you know. But hey, John Elway's a bad boy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so just grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, like I said, we live in the suburbs, you know, because of my dad's position. So you know, we experienced a lot of that growing up and basically starting out as we're able to speak you know our parents are teaching us you know that how cruel this world could be so they basically had to prepare us for the unaffect you know regarding the racial uh, tension i've always been the, like basically the only black kid from all my schools until high so uh you know so we had to deal with a lot of that racism but also be thick-skinned and never let that define you know, still love everybody the way it is, but how to handle certain issues, you know, regarding police encounters or just racial profiling. So it was just an area that like, you know, I love it to my heart, but, you know, growing up in that type of environment, you know, it kind of, it makes you who you are, but you see different things than maybe the white guy or yeah. the, from a white person's perspective. Talking about, right, you know, white fragility, we're talking about a little bit of night understanding what's going on in the world and a lot of what's happened in our country in the last few months and when i read your story and i heard some of the things you went through i was in shock 
I mean, I know like maybe for a lot of people, this is not shocking because they're experiencing it. Mm -hmm. You protected it all being the son of an athlete or is it like, it's like no matter who you are, where you are, it finds you in some way. It finds you because, you know, race is out there. So no matter what, how successful my dad was, uh, my brother played in the NBA. He was a big time name. So we have the name, but at the end of the day, our color is what defines in other people's eyes. Um, so no matter what we went through or who they were, it was going to find us because everybody don't follow sports, number one. You know, my police encounters that I mentioned that I actually went through, they just looked at me as just color of my skin in that area. Like, why are you here? Why are you driving a nice car? You know, but basically they pulled me over because I had a Dodge Charger and they put guns to my head. Like, for what reason, right? We we were never protected and I don't believe anyone is. You know, it's like with racism, they don't care about what you do. Remember the situation that happened in the LeBron mansion when they wrote uh, racial slurs on his gate. This is LeBron. <laughs> You're always going to be involved in it in some way, which is the sad part. You know, we have to live our day kind always being aware and looking at our surroundings and we can never really be, truly be free you know because you know we have to kind of we have a different type of world of what we're experiencing so bring us to the present day i mean here we are we're hoping that nba is going to have a season going into the bubble players have talked about bringing a different message this year you know what have you heard or what do you feel will change or what attempts are the players making to kind of represent george floyd and social you know justice being represented going forward i mean along with the players but i said like this time it feels like it's a, it's going to make change like it feels different regarding the younger generation the way they just pound the pavement and pro and we're talking about the peaceful protest to make your voice heard. So now you see on social media, but, you know, what's actually happening. The NBA always kind of been a leader. You know, uh, Adam Silver always allowed the players to be themselves to be free, voice their opinion. So look at Kyle Korver. You know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin always had, you know, from, you know, what you hear, a lot of kind of racial tension, you know, and this guy speaking out, you know, and he's putting black life matters on the shirt because yes all life matters but all lives are not at risk when it comes to police brutality you know so adam silver just allows everybody to be free mark cuban and the dallas mavericks organization you know and that's all he strives you know he he wants everybody to have a voice um he's that type of owner did you resonate towards the mavericks you have your own company but you also are contracted with the mavericks is that right that is correct that is correct. Yes, yeah, so I'm the founder, owner, co-owner now of uh, E3 Hoops um, LLC. And, uh, you know, what we do is basically it's an analytical platform that I'm designing myself to actually incorporate analytics at the high school level. So uh, right now we're actually going to look to, you know, customize your, your playbooks and basically give you a basic NBA style approach to help these coaches 
is in these players increase their IQ, increase their daily decision making to, you know, how to actually coach in a game and but also tailoring it to their coaching philosophy, which is not around right now. So right now, you know, I'll say, you know, certain systems are out there, but every coach has the same match. So we're actually now allowing coaches to actually let us know what they're looking to do, but also bringing a different flair to it. Please get the high school game on the levels of college and the professional rank. But yes, and then I'm contracted out with the Dallas Mavericks where I'm working in an analytics side of things well, where we're working on a day-to-day of just, you know, charting and tracking and analyzing our players' performance. So I want to get back to Mark Cuban in a minute, but just because, you know, you sound like you have your handle on statistics and a lot of people out there, metrics are everything, right? Right. So are you saying that you, is it like you're trying to look at, I know some statistics look at who plays well on the court together, which lineups, uh, are you saying you're trying to look at like how they need to adapt using the three-pointer more? How does a team shift their playbook for the lay person out there to adapt to the metrics of success? Correct. And one thing we always say with analytics, the coach is who provides the numbers. This is your philosophy. Now we're just giving you the evidence of how you're doing, you know? So so we're backing up what you already put it out on the floor, you know? It's just like your normal, your normal data. So, you know, what we're doing, we basically break down possession by possession, action by action, over 400 actions. So, you know, for example, you know, your transition, right? Transition defense is a is a huge metric in basketball. But if you don't know what's happening, what happened? Was it off of a live ball turnover? Was it off of a dead ball? Was it off, you know, a offensive rebound or kick out, you know? So, so what's happening? Are all four guys getting back on defense? Five guys, is it a three on two, two on one. So I'm taking it to another level. So now you could actually work on your practice plan around these analytics. Coach changing his playbooks is to confirm or deny what you think you're doing. You know, so coaches might think they're a fast-paced team, but then when you look at the numbers of the amount of time that they're taking to get into a shot, the numbers will say different. You know, so it's also to bring a lot of things that you had no clue that you were doing or you just maybe thought your team was performing this type of way. You know, so, so that's where kind of analytics a huge amount of information you could use uh my company specifically is just working on customizing so what what i mean by that is we study your playbook so when we provide you data you know exactly what you're doing what happened the time it happened on the clock who shot it where they shot it from out of a single set so over a 10 game consistency of data if you're running play one your motion offense and you're shooting 39%, but then, you know, you might run your, your pick and roll, you know, continuity offense. You're scoring a lot. So, so now you're getting the coach to think like, wait a minute, you know, so 
so that's kind of our approach now, you know, for every team we're working with, we're just, we're going to give you data specifically for your team only. So your metrics are going to be completely different than another coach's metrics because it's your plays. It's your style of play. But you your know, confidentiality your agreement must be pretty strong, huh? <laughs> pretty strong. You know, so this is our, we did a two-year trial run just kind of understand the high school metric and the high school data. You know, there are 32 minute, you know, basically game. So we have to kind of, you know, come up with our own formulas and, you know, come up with our own oh, new things that are very exciting that I believe these coaches will use. So this is our first season that we're going to launch. Platform will be 100%, you know, uh, up and running by September 1st. And then we're just going to promote the heck out of it and, you know, get see what these teams think of us. So will, will they be able to manually enter their stats like in a platform where you help them interpret it and coach them through it or how does the platform work? Well, it's not manually. You would just provide us the video. So the biggest issue in high school is you don't have enough reason. You know, so a lot of teams average a head coach and assist coach. Two people on your staff. You might have some student assist, right? They're not knowledgeable. You know, I have to beg knowledge. They might be interested in it to help a coach, but a coach is also a teacher, a family man. You might have another job. Uh, so therefore, it usually takes, if you think of college, it takes five to 10 hours to break down information for your next opponent. So we're eliminating all that time. So we're doing everything for you. You give us our gear game up and also scouting. So not only your team, you provide us our game. We're giving you the box score data plus all of the advanced metrics. Plus you just provide us your playbook, your roster, and your game. And everything's for you. So now they can take that data to go ahead and just teach your team instead of trying to analyze it, break it down, see where it's coming from, uh, who did what, who did when. You know, now all the information is there. You have your numbers. I'm going to highlight certain things that I see on my end. And now they're able to take those 20 hours that you've been breaking down for opponent and put that in the coach. So this is like everyday knowledge in the NBA, right? And I'm assuming most collegiate coaches are on top of this. But high school basketball in LA is serious business. You think going to take off or have already metrics been applied some level in the high school game? Well, personally, I think it will actually take off. I think it's a need because as we're conducting information, you know, huddle runs the high school sports world. But huddle also primary focus is football. So we want to solely work with basketball teams. So we're not trying to do a variety of sports. So we are basketball guys who understand tech. And, we, you know, my staff has made up my co-owner. He's also a AD and a, uh, he's also an AD and, and a high school basketball coach. So there's a difference. Analytics is evolved. So high school do not have a database. So once their season's over, they don't know how they did the previous season. They don't have player comparison. So there's a lot of things that high school is missing that we are actually going to provide. So say a coach coached at one program for five years, you got five years of data. That's going to help him help with his coaching philosophy, his trend. I'd have identified certain, you know, players that maybe had the similar tendency, uh, create new play calls, put them in positions that are better. But then also the number one goal for high school coaches is, you know, winning. So how are they going to actually win? Now you got five years.
years. Now they can really sit down on the drawing board and actually, you know, see what's working for their program or not, you know, for certain players. And, and like I said, the best thing is about it is it increases your IQ. So analytics is at every single level but the high school, you know. So now we're trying to touch a market that uh, really hasn't been touched. And those guys are, like you said, you know, th that's a league or basically a, a level that actually needs yeah, I mean, it's super competitive here, here in Los Angeles. And exactly. uh, you mentioned uh, LeBron, I think his son is, well, we'll see what's happening with after coronavirus, but he's at Sierra Canyon. And uh, I know Shaq's son at one point was, was at Windward. Uh, so it's, it's, a, it's a breeding ground for, for great sports. Exactly. And great athletes. But back to, and you had quite a career yourself yourself as a basketball player uh how driven by statistics were you uh not at all <laughs> <laughs> not not at all um i did i went to all Brothers university uh we were actually high power division in west virginia under coach greg zimmerman uh hall of fame coach and uh one of the best coaches and guys that i have met but uh you know we were you know we my four years from 2004 2008 we were we're basically, you know, Sweet 16. We won three regular season titles. My last year, we won a conference tournament. So we had a we had a great program there. But um, at that time, it wasn't about go out and play. <laughs> so the numbers kind of came later because if you think about it, Dean Oliver and the NBA has only really, really been around for, for 10 years, but heavily for the last five. Now all these teams are relying on it to actually help with the data or is still eh, you know I don't know so you might got the old school coaches that are kind of reluctant to to adapt to the new style number game but now they're becoming more aware understanding it's not only eyes it's not only numbers it's now your eyes and now you got your evidence back of what you're and what you're how, doing how much of this move towards metrics has shifted some of the move towards like much more a stretch for you know I used to be a like a pound in the paint kind of guy like those guys don't exist very much anymore exactly <laughs> you know um no no you're absolutely right so right now uh you know positionless best so right now most teams are focusing their five best basketball players um and that's really came from the analytics because now you're talking you know i'm trying to think of the first stretch four <laughs> from back in the day you know but but dirk you know dirk always been with us you know he wasn't a pound He's a seven-foot guy who changed the game. So, so analytics is allowing you to really put five great players up because size matters, but when it comes to shot selection, offensive rebounding, defense rebounding, and your rebounding rate is not, you know, is actually doing pretty well. Now you're going to have five guards. So analytics really just, you know, it, it's evolving the game, but coaches are using that information to try new schemes, you know, try new lineups that help knowledge, you know, look at Draymond Green and look at these guys who, you know, 15 years ago, it would be undersized. You know, they, you know, they wouldn't have even had a shot at the NBA, but their basketball players are high IQ guys and they know the game. So it, it allows them to actually get on the court and analytics like, hey, we're going to find a position for you because if you're creating points, you know, per possession for us, we can use. Has that been a big part of Golden State's philosophy in their championship run? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, um, analytics, Golden State, uh, like I said, Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets were like Donner of the NBA, but then the way Popovich actually took these numbers, uh, Golden State relies heavily on their analytics department is amazing. So, you know, it helps you with the draft. So that's part, a lot of part of my job is we're actually just identifying guys draft who will fit our system. So, you know, so it definitely helps them for regarding, you know, a three is more valuable than a two. <laughs> you know, and then in Houston situations where they want to shoot the ball within 10 seconds, you know, run a gun, all threes or a layup, you know, because like a long two now is looked at as in, you know, and a post move, you know, those lost arc of the game. Yeah. So is the philosophy, is there a measure, the amount of shots that you get up, the volume over time, that the making more points per possession will create more, more success is that they would study with that with like a lot of stretch threes and fours exactly points per possession is one of the one of the biggest you know so you want to definitely you know capitalize on any possession you actually get so you know so with that is is more shots but it's quality you know it's quality of shots like would I come and take a low a floater um you know at the free throw line or as I drove through two defenders, I'm kicking out to the open man for a three. It really is both ways, but you have to basically, you know, make the right decision. And that's all we're trying to do, make the basketball decision, but without giving too much on the player. So that's why the coach's job is to be able to analyze and break down this information. Player is, bitch, they're just think. So now you have to practice and practice and practice it. Like, hey, when you get into the lane, these are your options. No, no. I'm just thinking back to Draymond because I saw him in Michigan State. I, I'm sure he always had some degree of ball handling skill, but he was a big man. He was a postman, you know. And then so it probably took – I could just hear the coaches in practice probably telling him, you got to take that three. Right? If you're exactly. open, right, that, he was going to be the open man on the rotation, you know, and, and they need him to practice. So so that's when a player, right, gets, gets more confidence in practicing. This is my new role, you know. Uh, this team needs no, me to take the shot. No, you're uh, you're absolutely correct. You know, um, I, I don't know his numbers of threes he shot in there, but hey, if you're open, shoot it. So basically, to get the confidence, you got to work on it every day because you have Clay, you have Steph, you at that time you had Harrison Barnes. You know, so we're talking when we first came in the league. So they're drawing a lot of players. So number one, if you're open, you better shoot. So work on your game because you're going to get a lot wide open three, you know, mm -hmm. which will give us more value than if you're on the block or just. It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to Injitsu.com slash Richard Listens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Richard Listens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouthguards, protecting athletes in youth sports 
all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. Back to how do you see maybe Mark Cuban or the Mavericks as a model that, that other teams could follow, being sensitive to racial diversity in the NBA? Exactly. And uh, to answer your first part of it, um, you know, they provided me my first opportunity to work with an organization. So uh, it would be great if I had 10 options. But, you know, regarding the director of analytics, Jace Mercado, um, had an interview with him. You know, we definitely really had great chemistry and he brought me on to actually help him with, with analytics, et cetera. So I'm always grateful and thankful for that opportunity. You always heard about how did Dallas Mavericks handle things because of Mark Cuban. You know, um, he's a guy who's, he's just a stand-up guy. He's a player guy. You know, he relates to everybody. So you see Mark Cuban in the office every single day, just messing around with players, talking to you, conversing you, and teaching them, you know, so he's always a hands-on guy. So that's the way he's not just sitting in the owner box. These guys are, you know, and, and not really having a relationship with him. Like these guys truly love him. You know, they truly look at him as family. And that's that's just really his personality. Mark Cuban is a, from Pittsburgh, you know. So he grew up around my dad and them in, in, in the Pittsburgh area uh, around those years. So he's just, uh, he's like really he actually like he's just a normal guy not mark cuban he's just coming in the office he's talking basketball he's very passionate but also in my in my eyes he's aware he understands the pain that african americans you understand this this league is made up 80 percent of african americans so if you don't actually support these players you don't have a league so the change you have to me is like you know get out of the mentality that these guys just work for me, you know like that that's how I think the mentality is of just all professional sports, football, um, you know, yeah, baseball. It's been in football, right? A lot more separation in football. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, baseball, yeah, big separation between the players and owners. Right? Like, yeah. What mess that was. 60 <laughs> games? I don't know what this is. It's just... Yeah, what kind, what kind of season is this, right? <laughs> Race. So, you know, so, so, you know, what I was saying, it, it just, it depends on the relationship so just as america you have to listen so you have to listen when people speak and the same thing in, in any any corporation and just living every day here if you're not willing to listen to other people's pain you'll never know what they go through or even understand what they go through. your your assumptions in your head from maybe media or what you may experience in your life but you know we're all different people so you know nba just Mark Cuban. I mean, he's a leader. You see, he's a, in the media. He's always the voice, you know. Not too many people just come out, and he's not scared to tell you the truth. You know, he's not scared to tell you his opinion, which he's fearful because, you know, he's fighting for equality, for right. You know, not, it's not about money, you know, uh, <laughs> in a sense, why he's doing it. Doing it out of love, out of passion. That's how he grew up, his character, which that's why he has so 
much respect among the you know the sports world and the world in general yeah i'm glad to hear that i'm, I'm reading right now for any of our listeners a book by jim collins could from good to great it talks about a lot of the corporations and their ceos when they take a look what's the difference between certain co companies that really took off and it's some of what you're talking about the ceo who not only was hard working i mean they could have been knowledgeable but they were not in it for themselves and in exactly. some cases they poured their money back into the company for the company's sake and that and that's been a big difference between you know when you look at like their if you track their stock trajectory over 20 years so the pretty pretty impressive research in that book and talk about good stats and analytics uh, i think enjoy it um, yeah i know i'll definitely check it out <laughs> uh yeah and and i've been you know trying to open myself up you know got like we said we got uh, books on white privilege my home uh, my kids are getting flooded with social media they're bringing uh black lives matter and really awareness to the to the forefront what have you noticed about you know this last couple of months in terms of younger people becoming more aware based on the technology era they're in uh my personal opinion the younger generation is going to be the smartest generation always they they grew up with technology so they're learning this first second third grade right so these guys are they're fearless you know so if you watch these these peaceful protests that's the majority of people who are out there just making a difference you know the older generation is stuck in your ways right you got to be willing to change the younger generation they're the ones that's able to make a change because they haven't fulfilled half of their life so they're right now is making their voice be heard because as they're going to school in more diverse areas like i'm in dallas texas it's very diverse all different type culture so their best friends are are you know if you want to look at you know their best friends are very you know very diverse group of kids right you know that's the best that. gift that's the best exactly. gift if you're a parent out there if you're a coach have an exposure my son plays soccer here not far from from where you and i are are sitting he played at uh, downtown right there in Leedy middle school i mean a lot of the families uh lower economic uh, economic uh from el salvador mexico you have right you're sitting close to fairfax high school you know basketball powerhouse so the opportunity to grow up around kids who are from black white korean mexican like hollywood right you're sitting right there on the, on the precipice of hollywood there in the miracle mile you learn about culture you learn about parents who are exactly. not even speaking the language or, or first generation of this country mm -hmm. and you get a sense that everybody's struggling in their own way and has uh, trying to find customs and and ways to keep connected to something important so that to me is the most beautiful thing i was at a soccer field yesterday and a guy came up and, and said to my son he said you know my father's from uh, france and my mother's from britain and what's what's your makeup he asked me exactly and i, and I just like, sat well? there i just sat there for a while and watched the interaction because normally that would be it all right hit me up on ig and see it but it wasn't exactly. that wasn't the end of the conversation i hope that's what's gonna continue the kids are a little bit more curious about they're where curious. they're from and who they are and they have unlimited resources you know with that 
you know, regarding, you know, think about us. We had to go to a library to kind of learn a lot of things. The internet's powerful. So there's so much, you know, history that they're, they're actually learning on their selves. You know, the schools are not always teaching. So no. they're actually taking initiative to talk to their friends, to talk to people who they know, reading certain things. You know, racism always been the same. The only difference is now we have camera phones being recorded, you know, but now they're, they're really sick of it. You know, they're sick of it. And like I said, something feels very different because this generation is basically making a change for how these last couple months have been. Like, I'm very positive that it's going to be a, a good outcome, you know? And and like I said, in the Black community, we need everybody else to kind of fight for us too, you know? You know, we're, we're, you know, and that's how it is. Like, you need the other voices, the higher-ups one. And when they see their children fighting for it, it also changed their mind or maybe changed their out, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I said, in the sports world, a lot of, uh, say, white America love the black ass, but not black man. And that's that's huge, you know? Like, it's like, okay, we could give you some entertainment, but what about freedom? What about equality? Now, when we're in our regular outfit, not in our uniform, how are you looking at us now? Because guess what? A lot of football players, most people don't even know what they look like because they wear helmets. That's what they do, because your close football players take his helmet off. Who are, who are that? You don't you just know them on the field, you know? And, yeah. and those are, you know, those are things like that. There's a lot of mass behind that, right? The athlete was trained to be, right? You, you, you're rewarded for, you know, maybe, you know, how powerful, how aggressive, right? There's a lot of, you know, masks behind that that you don't get to be vulnerable. You don't get to speak of what the what the people are saying behind you. And if you're on a scholarship basketball player and someone's calling you a slur, there's a lot of cost if you turn around and even react, right? React. Exactly. Like, like, shut up and dribble. That's what they want you to do. So as soon as you try to take a little bit of power, a lot of people are trying to shut you down. You know, and J.J. Reddick even said that they're like, Kevin Durant's and LeBron's decision was basically racially biased, you know? Because, like, he can't have a voice. He can't make a decision to actually go to better his future or do what he want to do. Because in the mindset of uh, fans and other people, like no you don't have that right you know but guess what they could switch jobs all the hell they want <laughs> you know you could go pursue this career stop it one day go do this career no one's going so when they're in the eyes of the public and these you know huge figures in sports it's like you owe them no they're still human they have their own lives they have their own families they have their own finances they need to take care of you know so how is it someone's um you know obligation to tell them what they can or cannot do you know so uh jj reddick actually hit a lot of things on the head about you know i always felt that way but you know it's good seeing that again you know he he said it in uh sports illustrated or interviewed him online yeah it, it was an interview yeah you could definitely uh you know google it it was definitely an interview i forgot who i published it but uh yeah he just said this a couple of days ago that it, you know he felt like it was racially biased because how you get that much hatred for someone just you know yeah and that's, and that's, that's what i think the greatest value of all the the protests has been is looking at like you know even if you say well that's naturally how everyone's always reacted well we got to look deeper why why is the outrage what is the in- 
title? What is the attachment to the roles? You know, and even this whole coronavirus, I mean, I'll say it, you know, I'm grieving my sports. I grieve not having March Madness. Like that, that is anchored in my awareness is a really important time. But even our just need for other people to, to provide things for us really gets looked at in a deeper way and in a healthy way too. We love our sports. We love them. But anytime we're attached to somebody else has to give us a feeling to fill us up, we need to look a little bit deeper within ourselves, right? Exactly. Exactly. What's lacking? Because I, I look at situation like what makes you, you know, want to be that way? Like I can't fathom. So I can't put myself in position. But for example, what Russell Westbrook, remember at the OKC situation and he, he goes out, the fans calling him an N-word. You know, so he goes he goes up to the fan, confronts them, but then Russell got all the back. You know, they banned them, but you know, it's just like, what gives you, you know, what makes you feel that, that empowered that you can just go and do, you know? Like, what's in your mind that you're right, lacking? We can, we can, <laughs> yeah, and that a lot of fanaticism, right, just such anger and entitlement and the need, I need you to be a certain thing for me because I'm lacking something within myself. And uh, I, I hope that this coronavirus situation, the quarantine, put people a little bit deeper into their own values and what's important and to valuing human life and, and perspective. You know, sometimes with the word fanaticism, right, with sports, when you get exactly. so extreme and so attached to your team and you're willing to, I mean, we've seen violence in the Dodgers, right? There were even white on white violence. Brian Stowe and, and critically injuring a man yeah. as a fan of a sports team. You know, to me as a, as a sports parent, that's that's kind of horrifying. And we know that these have British uh, or European soccer matches too. The violence level is uh, such a deep attachment and need for you know your own fulfillment to come from your team. So I think we we need to step back and look at the the players as human beings. And I'm glad the players are valuing themselves. It does start there. What are my needs? Exactly. I need to get expressed. What things do I want to be a part of the change in, or, or can I speak out without feeling like my livelihood is is threatened? I mean, what Maya Moore, right? She just gave up two years of her exactly. career just to, exactly. to fight for you know criminal justice and getting a man free from death row, I believe. You know, and, and a lot of are starting to finally use their pet platform. You know, all it takes is certain leaders to kind of guide, guide a group, like for the sports world. Now you see a lot of these athletes coming out because at first they're worried about their finances. They see what happened to Kaepernick, right? You think that's not resonating with half of the NFL? Like, I can't speak out because I'm not going to lie. I want my money to provide. Now they're willing to really sacrifice, but also they're working together as a unit. Now. So if it happens to one, you know, it's a lot of going to be a lot of backlash that the NFL or these higher organizations are not willing to do because they're going to lose a lot more people where before it was just one spoke out and a couple followed. Now you're getting the majority actually, you know, using their platform 
form in a in a way. Now you just gotta sit back and finally listen, you know. And so yeah. it's it's been great. I just feel good. Like I said, I feel like you know this younger generation really did what what many of us and many of the prior generations. If they it, number one is consistency. Now you have to keep it going. You know you can't just stop. Let it die down. You know sometimes certain things might distract you, but as long as people are now using their voice and using it for the right way you know change will come you yeah, always well, got to be hopeful you know well anytime you take what's not conscious and make it conscious when you take what's right even if it's exactly. been the undercurrent and now it's like no we see what's happening right and and just what like you said when all those unconscious motives of to keep quiet when those get removed mm -hmm. there's a powerful opportunity there exactly. and so we hope that continues to create change for the next generation but on a personal note tell tell us a little bit you know in closing what to expect from e3 uh goals for you in the next uh, year in this this shortened season here uh, excited about it are you uh oh man i, I miss <laughs> basketball it's been a it's been a i'm not gonna lie you know so we got the we got the basketball mm -hmm. tournament that's on tv right now which is great the nba starting back up so it's seems like you know hopefully this second round of corona doesn't kind of shut things down but you're hopeful you know we're getting our sports back but for me personally you could um like i say visit e3hoopsanalytics.com uh myself and my partner tyler rick wickham you know we believe we have a system that's going to be so useful and uh allowed to evolve the high school game and that's what we want we want to be basically you know barrier breakers and ground breakers we're, we're basically bringing a product to a high school level where they never had these resources, this information, this database, you know, this system that they ever had before, regarding what the depth metrics that we're actually providing. You know, not only we're providing it for, you know, all the teams are the same as I said before, now we're customizing solely for your need and, and coach's philosophy. You know, so um, so right now we're, we're developing our platform, like I said, everything should be up by september 1st and then we're just going to promote it you know we're going to come to a high school near you and uh and see you know and speak with you and also provide demos of our services to see how how useful it could actually be to your program amazing are you going to start just with la schools or is this something that can be duplicatable across the country yes well it's technology so you know being in basketball you have a wide range network i'm from ohio cleveland's huge on basketball I live in Texas. The Texas area is, is is doing very well, and then now I'm in LA. So hey, just gotta capitalize wherever I'm at. Um, but like I said, you can find me at uh, sclancy at e3hoopsanalytics.com for more information. And uh, you know, we're very excited. Like I said, you know, we believe we we could change the game with the high school analytics, and 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 our job is to definitely make an impact in the basketball community. Amazing. And 
Samaria. I just, if you haven't checked out Samaria online, please do. Uh, really, you know, the way you carry yourself, personable nature, and your willingness to get vulnerable and transparent around your personal um, adventures with things that really we're, we don't wish upon anyone coming up. No, I, I thank you that. for that. I thank you for that. And I thank you for making time for me. Thank you. Well, leave us with one thing you've been doing to, to cope with this quarantine to keep yourself uh, sane that you haven't been doing before. To be honest, it's been the biggest blessing in my life, you know, because everything's worked from home. So everyone, you know, I always make the excuse like, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, guess what? I got all the time. So I've been <laughs> most productive, you know, regarding building my brand, building my business. You know, now I'm reaching out to my friends more because, you know, you lose touch. So this kind of get me, you know, in touch with myself, with touch with my family. I'm, I haven't seen my brother in five years. Guess what? This gave me the opportunity to come see him. So I'm actually loving it. I'm enjoying it. You know, I want the economy and everybody else to be happy. But personally, you know, it's allowed me to focus and reevaluate myself, my life, my business, and trying to stay in shape, guess, you know? <laughs> that's great. Well, that's terrific. And if we can connect you to any of our, uh, I'm sure you know him already, but any of our basketball people in LA, be glad to make the connection. Sounds good. So, hey, thank you again for having me on. All right. Thank you, Samario. Well, that was a real treasure, Mr. Samario Clancy, former D2 baller, thousand points, thousand rebounds. I love it. I wish I could uh, play some ball with him right now. Maybe in a post-corona quarantine realm, we'll get that chance. So, again, thanks to all of you for tuning in. I thank you for bringing your time, committing your energy and being part of my tribe of people who love sports but love personal development, sports psychology, and overall healing and progress in the world lives. So, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard Listens or Instagram Richard Listens. Hey, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. Looking forward to seeing you on the next round. I'm Richard Listens. Take care, everybody. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. 
That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Richard Listens. Take care, everyone.